I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome into Brewcast. I am Luke Yardy, joined by Justin Rowe for Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. We are here Monday night, November 22nd, as we head into Tuesday, November 23rd. And this weekend, the game with everything on the line. I don't think we need to say much more than that. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am... Uh... I, I need it to be Saturday right now. <laughs> it's I, it's one of those weeks, man, that like sometimes it comes too soon. You know what I'm saying? This is one that just can't come soon enough. Like I'm, it's Monday and I'm just I'm reading the quotes. You know, Jim Harbaugh had his presser today, uh, did the radio show uh, here tonight with, with some quotes and I'm just ready to run through a wall right now. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into some of the quotes, but uh, some of those quotes had me uh, just, I, it, it just feels like a very different Jim Harbaugh. He's saying things that he's never said before. It seems very genuine. It, I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty damn spot on with just ready to run through a brick wall right now. And I don't know, I guess we'll, we'll get right into it, going into this last game. Uh, against Maryland, I, that sets the stage for everything, right? Because we watched what Ohio State did to Michigan State earlier in the day. And we, we always, you know, in the past have seen Michigan this particular week, I, I don't know, kind of struggle a little bit. Usually it's Indiana. Maybe that always had something to do with it. But they, they never really were firing on all cylinders the week before. And they went out, man. They they went to D.C. They took on Maryland. They absolutely ran them off the field. So I've got a different feel here on this Monday than I usually do on the Monday. Well, especially on the offensive side, too. I think that, you know, you're, you're, you're right that it does seem like Indiana. And I've seen it in the past where Indiana's run some crossing routes and, and beat us on those. And it's like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure Ohio State's going to do that tenfold next week. Um, but we didn't see we did see some lapses in the defense uh, on Saturday for for a few moments, but they still played uh, pretty dang well all all in all. But when I'm looking at the offense, man, it just felt like this is an offense that can possibly keep up with an Ohio State. I you know I don't know if they will, but I feel like they've got the weapons to be able to do it. You know, but then at the same time, that game before Michigan's game when uh, Ohio State took on Michigan State, and that offense looked pretty dang incredible. So, um, yeah, I mean, you watch both those games, and uh, you can be a little nervous about what Ohio State's offense can do, but pretty uh, pumped to see what Michigan's offense is doing right now. It felt like they're kind of hitting their stride in, in a, at a perfect time. Yeah, this, this is one of those games, as we're going to get into it, where I don't I don't think I can give in the past, you know, confidently pick Michigan necessarily just for my own, you know, kind of mental blockage on it. But it's not one where I feel like they can't win. You know what I'm saying? So, I, so I'm excited about that, man. I, I, I'm just I'm happy one of these games gets to be back in Ann Arbor. I, and you kind of think back on it. I this might be the biggest game played in Ann Arbor since Ohio State came down in 1997. Like, you look at the 2003 game, and it was number four versus number five, but there were no real national championships on. Like, the Big Ten was on the line in that game in 2003, but both those teams by then, you know, with the old system, were kind of out of the national championship running. 
Whereas this has Big Ten East implications, potentially Big Ten title implications. You'd have to pick whoever wins this game is going to be favored against either Iowa or Wisconsin in Indianapolis the following week. But a college football playoff is on the line and competing for the championship on the line, which was on the line for Michigan back in 1997. So from the Big House perspective, might be the biggest game since that 97 game. Yeah, I, and I'm I'm pumped for that, honestly, because every time Ohio State has come to the big house in recent years, you know, the season's pretty much already been over, right? So mm-hmm. it hasn't had that same huge game feel, right, where it's like, you know, the crowd isn't totally into it or a lot of people have sold their tickets. You know, the team may not be fully into it either. Um, but now this is, like you said, it's the first time, first time I believe since 2003 – that Michigan and Ohio State are playing for the chance to go uh, to the Big Ten or with all everything on the line uh, in that last game at home. So um, right. that is, you know, it's it's. I'm just so excited for Michigan fans in the Big House to be able to experience it because I think this crowd is going to be more into this game than than they have been in the Big House in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter, uh, like, you know, about how much red has been in the big house as of late. And, like, look, 2016 was in Columbus, 2018 was in Columbus. Other than, like, 2019, maybe people thought they had a chance to win with the way Michigan was playing down the stretch. But other than that, like, when's the last time Ohio State came to the big house for other than 2015? And we all know how it happened there, but – wasn't anything on the line with Michigan State beating Ohio State, you know, a week prior. It, that game didn't matter as much anymore. Michigan State with a win was able to lock up, you know, the trip to Indy in 2015. So with everything on the line, we haven't seen this game. So I don't I mean, I wouldn't imagine there's gonna be a ton of Michigan fans gonna be selling Columbus people. We'll see, I guess. We'll see what it looks like on Saturday here. But for the most part, I gotta believe that Michigan fans and Ann Arbor could be fired up, man. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, this. I think the other part of it too is they really everyone feels bought into this team because the team is bought into themselves and bought into the program, yeah. right? So it's a it's about the like the most likable team uh, that that has been in the past. You know, I don't know how long, right? And it just feels like these guys. You know, you think about Aiden Hutchinson. You know, you think about uh, David Ajabo. You think about Cade McNamara, Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum, like. These guys love Michigan. They love Ann Arbor. They've talked about this game since, you know, I, I was at the uh, the students went in for like uh, during um, welcome week. They had a, a, a show or a big thing at the, uh, the big house. And Michigan players were talking about the Ohio State game in that. And that was before the season started. So they've been talking about this for a long time. And I feel like their buy-in has made the fans buy-in too, which makes me excited about it as well. Apparently, I'm having some uh, Lewis Blake here. Yeah, I got him into trouble. And I don't know what's happening, man. I reset for the show. That's why we went on a little later. I was trying to take care of everything. I don't know what the heck is going on with this. This is not the time for this to be happening. So I apologize that I'm I'm sounding like E-Pain. Hopefully, it'll get a little bit better as the show rolls on here. But uh, I, I do want to, you know, one of those quotes that we mentioned, Joe, and uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, kind of talking here today uh, about Ohio State. He says, quote, I see it in their eyes, in their voices. We're all feeding on each other like that. I look at them. It feels like I'm looking in the mirror. I'm seeing the same confidence in them that I feel inside of me, end quote. I mean, that's, whew, uh, you know, if the team is feeling confident, that's that's all it takes, man. That's a video uh, I don't know if you saw the one circulating or remember from the jury where uh, Michigan, I believe it was 2018, Matt stayed in the tunnel as they were walking out at the house yep. and were kind of robbing them. Like that 2013 team had no business being in that game with Ohio State, and it came down to, to the two point conversion to try and win that thing. Uh, sometimes all it takes is your team believing that they can win that game. Yeah, and you know that was Brady Hoke's greatest attribute, and what he—that was, you know, there, there were a lot of things that Brady Hoke brought to the table that weren't great. There was one thing that he did bring to the table that was great, and that was the passion for beating Ohio State. He got these guys fired up. I feel like Jim Harbaugh now, since you know the summer, has all, all of a sudden changed his tune 
and he has really made a focus on beating Ohio State. They've still done a great job all year of going game by game, I think, but I'm really, really interested to see how that how they're going to treat this game this week and then on Saturday how they're going to treat this game as well. You know, is it are they going to have an edge? Because honestly, in the past six years, obviously they didn't play last year, so past five years, that past five times they've played Ohio State, they've kind of looked deer in the headlights, even when they were – you know, the, uh, I, what I think is, was the better team in 2016, they still made mistakes and, and they didn't feel like they were ready for that game or ready for the moment. This year, I am very interested to see if they show up on Saturday and say, hey, we're ready for this right now. We're, you know, we're not going to be on, on, on our heels at all. We're going to be coming back, you know, step on their throat type of mentality. And so I see that from... Aiden Hutchinson all year. I've seen it from, uh, you know, guys that are just giving what seems like extra effort. And so, uh, you know, if I would, I am really, uh, I'm hoping, and, and I think it will happen to see even, you know, just guys going balls to the wall on Saturday uh, to make sure that they can do everything in their power uh, to beat this, uh, this Ohio state team. I'm really interested in the game plan. Uh, is going to come out and look like because I think to like 2017, right? And uh, I mean, John O'Corn starting that game at Ohio State, they come up their first two offensive possessions, they go down and score touchdowns. They have been prepping the year. And, you know, I don't know how much game plan prep this team's done. We, we've heard about the Ohio State stuff like that, right? And doing every day on practice, drill, whatever the hell it's called. But how much game plan has still been going on all year for the team? You know, what, how, how is Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh going to get on the offensive side calling? Yeah, I I think that, you know, they're, I was kind of surprised that they pulled out the uh, the stops on the on special teams the other day against Maryland um, and didn't, didn't save it for Ohio State. But I do think that this, uh, you know, they're, they have so many weapons, and now all of a sudden you throw Donovan Edwards into the mix on offense as a receiver. You know, I really think that Jim Harbaugh and and this uh, you know and Josh Gaddis they've got to throw everything they've possibly got. You know, I I would hate for Michigan to possibly go up early and try and milk the clock. Yes, I think they want to keep Ohio State off the field, but I still think that they really want to you know, be creative and do different things and open up the playbook for this. And so, you know, I, I would be, I'm going to be very disappointed if we see runs up the middle all day long, you know, I, I doubt that we will see that, but you know, I, and I think that we want to see them establish the run for sure, because obviously they couldn't do that against Michigan state and that it really hurt them. So I do want to see them do that, but I would love to see them open it up, take those shots deep. In order to keep up with Ohio State, you do have to take those shots deep. They're going to score very quickly. You have to be ready for that. You have to be able to, to come back and and have a you know a significant drive. I think if Michigan gets in trouble, what they would ha- what what's going to get Michigan in trouble is if they if Ohio State goes out has a big play or scores, and then Michigan goes out and then they have a, something like a three and out or can't move the ball all of a sudden you feel like you're out of this game. You need to be able to be consistently moving the ball all day long. Whether that you know it ends in a touchdown every drive, you don't have to. Obviously, you'd, you'd love to. Um, but you, you really need to have some consistency on the offensive side of the ball. You know, that's something to look out for, too. Though, you know, like you talk about it, you don't want to see the middle. I don't want to see Russell unless they work. You know, I, they're <laughs> like Moses. They part that Red Sea, you know. Yeah. I'm all for it. See, I guess, in this case. But, uh, like, you still – I feel like our game plan is good to get that other offense off the field, though, too, right? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. If you can keep a lead – and you can keep moving the ball, then you absolutely want to run the ball, right. run the clock, keep them off the field. I 100% agree with that. The problem is that that can't be your only game plan. I think you have to be, you have to have a plan B. If all of a sudden you find yourself down 14 at any time of the game, you have to be able to score quickly if you need to. 
if the if the um you know i i just i i want there to be some balance there where they are running the ball to keep that to keep ohio state off the field but they also aren't afraid to throw the ball down the field and and honestly i don't need them to throw 50 yard bombs but what mm-hmm. i would love to see is Let's get Eric all going up the middle, down the down the field. Let's get him 20 yards down the field and start making some chunk plays. They don't, like I said, it doesn't have to be a 60-yard bomb, but some chunk plays to keep this ball moving, and then you combine that with a running game, all of a sudden they have to adjust for both of those. Then it's going to be, you know, that's where you can really make them hurt on the offensive side. For sure, man. It's uh... – it's, it's a fine line that this – I feel like they have been trying to figure out where that line is all year long, right? Like going three and out uh, to start – three and out against Maryland. You know, there's a fine line. I feel like they're, they've always tried to establish a little something on that first possession. But quite honestly, man, I don't know. If, if, if they take the ball and begin the game and three and out, like – I would be a to be that, but would you feel like it would there be some small view that would be like be game right there. Yeah, I I agree, and I think that um, the big thing too, uh, you know, let let's talk about the defense a little bit. What we saw uh, Ohio State do against Michigan State, they C.J. Stroud didn't have a single, you know, even ounce of pressure on him in that first quarter and that's why he's able to sit back there forever and find his guys what we saw Michigan do against Penn State was get to Sean Clifford and Clifford had some guys that were open but he wasn't able to comfortably get them the ballers hang in there long enough if Michigan mm-hmm. if Aiden Hutchinson and, and Ajabo and maybe some blitzing linebackers can get to Stroud all of a sudden in the first quarter on his first drive, maybe you get him on his back once or twice. All of a sudden he's uncomfortable. CJ Stroud's a different guy when he doesn't have time. We saw that early in the year. He struggled. We saw that even against Nebraska. He struggles when he doesn't have seven full seconds to throw the ball. So I I, I tweeted it out on our uh, on our Blue by 90 Twitter. You know, I don't even know how good C.J. Stroud is because the receivers are so open that he doesn't have to make a tough throw ever. So if you can put him in a situation where he does have to make a tough throw, all of a sudden, I I think that that offense can be really thrown off. And I know I didn't go check like the advanced box score or anything like that. Did Michigan State have a pressure? Like a single pressure in that game on CJ Stroud. They they did finally get a sack. Uh, it maybe in the third quarter they played a lot better on the in the second half. But man, it was already over by halftime, so it didn't matter. Yeah. I, I mean, the first half though, I don't think they got a single pressure on him. I really don't. It was unreal. I I it was mind blowing. Like the man could have made a sandwich back there. You know, it it was crazy. It, it felt like I mean. It felt like Michigan State brought their JV team. It really did. Yeah. Uh, real quick, guys, we are going to have uh, Von Lowe's on here. He's going to jump in real All quick. Right. I'm going to re- try and reset my internet. So hopefully, I don't like T-Pain. You guys can see me a little bit better. So I'll be back in a sec here. Von Lowe's on Jordan. Justin Rowe here on Brewcast. What's up, Von? Wow. Wow. I was not expecting this. This, this was the most perfect of times here. I was... Just getting out of the gym, and and I get that text that he was having some internet issues. So I'm literally in the parking lot talking to you right now, Justin. Um, uh, what, what 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 do we got to talk about this week? Uh, not really a whole lot going on in Ann Arbor, right? I mean, just yeah, a, just a, just a minor week. game, right? Absolutely, yeah. Calm week. It's uh, you know, nothing, no big deal. I think, you know, the did the Lions play on Thursday? I think that's what most people are focused on in the state of Michigan this week. I, I for one, am so excited to see Tim Boyle play against Andy Dalton at Ford Field this weekend. <laughs> I I don't know about everybody else listening out there, but that is what I'm looking for. No, honestly, uh, I don't know what all you guys have already talked about in this uh, 19 minutes you've been on, yeah. but this is a big game, man. I mean – we're going to be down there tailgating and having fun, but 
nothing about this is going to be fun for the losing team. I mean, you literally have the entire season and future goals on the line with the Big Ten East, a potential championship in the Big Ten, a potential berth at the college football playoff. There is a lot riding on this game, and history tends to ride with Ohio State in these situations. Obviously, everybody knows Harbaugh's record about Ohio State, so I'm not going to get into that. But in your mind, Justin, uh, what do you think Michigan has to do to actually get a win here? Because Vegas is riding with Ohio State right now, and I'm sure a lot of people are riding with Ohio State right now. So like, in your mind, my man, like, what do they have to do to, to get a win? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we've we've talked a little bit about what they what I think they need to do on offense and on defense, but you know, to go beyond that, they really have to play this perfect game, right? Like, unfortunately, that's how, how what you have to do. And, and I saw, you know, your your former uh, coworker here, Stephen Austin Toski, was talking on Twitter, and he said they could possibly play a perfect game and still lose. That's just where Ohio State is, unfortunately, right now. But I think that, you know, in order to, for Michigan to come out with a victory, there's going to have to be weird bounces that go their way, weird calls that go their way, which obviously we haven't gotten this year so far. So it's going to have to be this, this, uh, this game where it's like something odd has to happen like multiple times, a fumble, something, you know, a, a Cade McNamara throw off somebody's helmet goes into uh, Michigan receivers' hands and they take it to the house somehow. You know, things are going to have to happen here uh, for Michigan. So not only do they have to be flawless in terms of, like, you know, getting the, the, the play, uh, you know, the game plan down, they really have to just have weird things happen too, which, let's be honest, Vaughn, we've been on the losing end of most weird things happening over the past decade, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really have. We've seen a lot of weird – calls go against Michigan, uh, not even just like officiating calls, but just like plays in general. But yeah, no, I think you're right. I think even the little things too, like they can't let the little things stack up. Like Michigan went off to a six, nothing lead two years ago in Ann Arbor. Quinn Nordine mm-hmm. misses the extra point. Little things right. like that really stack up in the long run. And that's what leads to them ultimately losing that game dropped passes in the end zone. There was one by DPJ a couple years ago. Tariq Black had a couple plays where he didn't really seem like he was all there, whether it was a drop pass or it didn't extend for a first down. Like They are going to have to bring their A++ game for Ohio State, and that's just the bottom line because I thought they brought a very good game against Michigan State, and that wasn't enough to get the win. So they are going – like literally everybody from – the quarterback, the coaches, the water boys, everybody is going to have to be not only just like good attitude going into that game, but on their A game from 12 o'clock in the afternoon until the clock hit zero in the fourth quarter or overtime, God forbid. Uh, whenever the game ends, they have to be sharp focus, ready to attack at all times. Offensively, Cade obviously has to play a flawless game. Yep. Limit the sacks, limit the turnovers, which he's done incredible at this season, has only turned it over a handful of times, has only been sacked a handful of times, which credit to him for not only being aware in those situations when uh, pass rushers are about to get to him to where he throws it away or gets it to Blake Corum or whoever he throws it to, but credit to the offensive line as well. They've really started to gel uh, late into the season was a little iffy a little early on when Keegan got hurt and uh, Zach Zinter was injured and Ryan Hayes has been kind of up and down. But overall, I think the line has played very well. Obviously, defensively, Ojabo and Hutchinson are going to have to show up and rush the passer uh, to like a flawless extent. Like they are going to have to yep. play their A++ game as well. They didn't get any sacks or they, they, they rushed – they got, they got a few hurries in the last game uh, against Maryland. Didn't get any sacks. Uh, I think Hutch may have got one tackle for loss, but um, that's not going to fly against Ohio State. They're going to have to constantly be in C.J. Stroud's face or else he's going to throw to one of his wide-open five-star receivers, which he's been doing all season long, whether it's Olave, 
who was not a five-star receiver, but Garrett Wilson was, Jackson Smith and Jigba was, and uh, Julian Fleming was a five-star receiver as well. So he's going to have these guys open. So the secondary is going to have to really lock in too. And I know one thing frustratingly for me, which actually might come as a positive in this Ohio State game, they, for whatever reason, Mike McDonald was kind of doing like a, and I don't know if it's been all season, I have to go back and look, but it's been like a bend, don't break kind of situation, yep. which they really did very well against Penn State, I thought. Um, and James Franklin helps them out in the game too. I digress. But the bend, don't break really helped them out. And I think it will help them out in this Ohio state game to where they're not going to get 70 yard touchdown passes like they did against Michigan state. If you're able to limit them to like five, six, seven yards on one play. And then all of a sudden the next play Hutch gets in Stroud's face or Ojabo gets in his face, gets a sack tackle for loss, whatever. I think those plays will go a long way at the end of the day. That's what they're going to need to do to, find a way to win the game. And I, I think, too, um, you know, on that same plane, I think what they need to do with C.J. Stroud is when you do kind of get him in trouble, they can't let him slip away and make something happen out of nothing, right? You know, we've seen that. That Honestly, that was the big problem against Michigan State. They had him in third and long, right? And then – or they had uh, Kenneth Walker stopped in the backfield and he'd, quit, you know, slip out and make something happen. When they have him in trouble, they have to end the play right there. They can't let him extend the play with his feet, and all of a sudden, you know, their guys uh, break free 40 yards down the field because those you can't let those wide receivers just, like, run loose for more than, you know, four seconds. Otherwise, they're going to be wide open like they have been. So there, yeah. there's that, and I, I think, you know, to go away from the what from just talking about the game plan again too, I think what Michigan has to do uh, on Saturday is when Ohio State makes a mistake, which they don't very often, right? So when they do, you absolutely have to capitalize. Like you said, we've seen this in the past in the Ohio State game. They finally make some little small mistake and or or even a big mistake. Michigan doesn't capitalize. Jo I think of the Josh Metellus dropped interception right in his hands a few yeah. years ago. You know, those little things. If C.J. Stroud all of a sudden, you know, throws something into the into the secondary and we have a chance at it, you have to, uh, you know, make that play. And then to get, take it one step further, you know, if we are able to get a couple turnovers, which I think if Michigan wants to win, they need to get a couple turnovers – you need to score after a turnover, right? You need to go down and get a touchdown, not settle for a field goal. Go get you know points on the board and seven points. That's what you need to do because if you let them make mistakes and not pay for it, then they're just gonna keep at you and probably you know score, put up fifty points. Yeah, and I think Michigan has done a fairly good job, especially recently, with especially in the red zone too. Like I was listening to your guys' podcast earlier today, which if you haven't listened already, uh, wherever you get your podcasts or the Mason Brew YouTube channel, uh, you can find all the Blue by 90 podcasts there. So go check that out. But I was listening to your guys' show and you guys were talking about Jake Moody and how, like, of course he's money Moody. He's going to make a kick no matter what. You would rather him kick an extra point then kick a field oh, goal. Right. Only pick, kicked one field goal last week. Not, I don't believe he kicked any against Penn State. I think it was just three extra points. So the fact that they have really found out whatever issue they had in the red zone uh, and they were able to capitalize in a big game on the road against Penn State, they only kicked one field goal against Maryland because uh, they had the touchdown overturned. Otherwise, it would have been, again, zero uh, field goals for Jake Moody yep. uh, in that game uh, right before the end of the first half. I think they've done a really good job, and those are things that they're going to absolutely need in this Ohio State game if they want a shot to win. Like touchdowns, they got to score touchdowns because you know uh, Ohio State's not going to settle for a field goal. Like this is one of those absolutely. games where Ryan Day wakes up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's not thinking about kicking field goals at the big house. 
he's thinking about running up the score at the big house, which means touchdowns, no field goals, touchdowns. So if Michigan wants to be competitive in this game, let alone win, be competitive, they're going to have to rely on their playmakers. Cornelius Johnson, he's been great this year. Andre Anthony has been starting to tear it up as of late. Had a really nice catch against Maryland, as did Mike Sainer still. Hopefully we get Blake Corum back in this game. But the way that Donovan Edwards played a couple days ago against Maryland leads me to believe that I think they're going to be okay if Blake Corum is, even if he's just limited in this Ohio State game, I think they'll be perfectly fine with the uh, one-two duo of Hassan Haskins and Donovan Edwards. He really showed his receiving capabilities. I think if they were smart, if Josh Gaddis wants to create a perfect uh, plan for this game, it includes getting Edwards not only just in the backfield more, but get him some receptions in the slot. Get him lined up outside even. like Use him as a benefit to your offense in the receiving game. They have to. Absolutely. I was just about to say, I think he needs to be in our, honestly, I would have him as our number one slot receiver right now. He catches the ball. He can move yeah. in space and he's a matchup nightmare for a lot of uh, linebackers out there, you know, he, because he's powerful and fast. So, you know, I, I think if you, you know, let's, let's, you can be so creative with Donovan Edwards then all of a sudden where you line him up in the backfield you know, motion him out to the uh, to the slot or vice versa, and I I mean that's where all of a sudden you create mismatches, and that's where you can beat Ohio State's defense. Catch them in a spot. You know that's what Ohio State does to Michigan, and everybody else yeah. on their schedule too. But they, I, you know, that's what I would love to see from Josh Gaddis is something that we haven't really seen yet, and they all of a sudden see something in Ohio State's defense that they can. Really, you know, they, they can make them pay for. So I'm excited to see that. You know, uh, Todd Fortune here said uh, in, the, in the comment section, everyone is commenting on their passing game, but we need to stop the run. I wanted to ask you about, you know, how you feel about both yeah. running games. Our run, you know, we, we, we need to score points, obviously, Michigan does. Um, but they still, I still think that they need to establish the run. What do you think Michigan's got to do in the running game? And then what do you think, uh, you know, how important is it for Michigan to stop the running game of Ohio State as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's key to everything that they do with the play action. Stopping Travion Henderson is going to be a tall order for Michigan defensively. And that that's really like the one thing that Michigan has kind of struggled with consistently from week one until now is giving up chunk rushing yards, which I think – or I hope at least uh, they're able to kind of limit that this week. Uh, Henderson has been a stud. I mean, I I don't think it's a bold thing to say that he's been the best true freshman running back this year. I don't think it's necessarily bold to say that he's been one of the best, at least a top three running back in the conference this season. He's just been that guy. I mean, he – not only can run between the tackles, but he has the speed to boot as well. So he is just one of those guys that you're just going to have to deal with and kind of kind of just be like, you know what, uh, we're, we're, we're going to have to give up some plays at some point to this guy. He's that good. You can't limit him every single play. Uh, so we've seen how Michigan is, is kind of giving up those chunk plays in the run game. Even Penn State, which going into that Penn State game, I think they were like among the bottom three in the Big Ten in rushing, like total rushing this season. And I think their leading rusher had close to 100 yards, which I was kind of kind of shocked by. I thought that those guys up the middle, like Mozzie Smith and Hinton, Donovan Jeter, I thought those guys would have been able to limit what they had. And it wasn't even their best running back. Like, it wasn't Noah Kane. Um, it was whoever their other running back is, had like 80-something right. yards. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really important. Stopping the run is always really important in games like this. I mean, we saw what Ohio State did a couple years ago when they had J.K. Dobbins. And, I mean, throughout the course of the uh, the rivalry with, with uh, Curtis Samuel, had a really nice game against Michigan a few years ago. Weber, obviously, being another one very recently. But they, they've got a stable of backs, too. 
So it's not just going to be Henderson. It's going to be all all three of the guys, Master Teague, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head. He's like a bowling ball. He's like a like yeah. a like a like a, a CJ Anderson type running back. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be really tough. And establishing the run is going to be even more important for Michigan's offense because that's just been the bread and butter for Josh Gaddis and those guys all season long. Hassan Haskins being able to do his thing and finding the success that he's had from week one until now. He's just been nothing short of unbelievable for Michigan's offense. So being able to get him involved early and often, and then like we mentioned about Donovan Edwards, it's going to be incredibly vital to what Michigan has on offense going forward. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, long-winded style, it's going to be really important on both sides. But, uh, Luke, I see Luke's back. Luke's back. There we go. Is is he he actually back, though, is the question. I can you hear me? Am, am I here? Can anyone hear me? You are here. You're you're kind of here. All right, dude, dude, it's it's unreal. I restarted the modem, the router. I I don't know. I, if anyone's got any tips on how to get upload speeds better, I got you know, I got like a hundred megs of download speed, and I got less than one meg of upload speed. I don't understand anything. Tough, tough, man. I, it's, it's all right, man. I mean, it happens. Technical difficulties. It would just be a shame if that happened to uh, the Ohio State coaches up in the press box on Saturday. You know, I mean, <laughs> give, give, give them the dial-up internet. Some feeds? Oh my <laughs> give them the dial-up internet that you have, Luke. I think they, they'd be all right, you know? I don't I don't know what Spectrum's deal is, man, but this is out of control. This is ridiculous. I got oh, to have to talk with someone. Well, I yeah. appreciate you, my man, stepping in here. Yeah, do, do you need me for anything else other than to just provide witty banter from now on? Or This, this was fun. I, I it think... was good to talk to Justin. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Justin and talked to Justin in a uh, hot minute, so I appreciate your uh, garbage internet, Luke. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, if anyone if wants me... to write angry letters of Spectrum, go yeah. ahead. Thanks, Vaughn. Appreciate it, man. If, if you need me again, just shoot me a text. I'll be around. All right, brother. See you, guys. See you, Vaughn. Thanks, Later, man. Later. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, so so I guess uh, I'm just going to gut through this one, Justin. I don't know if nothing else I can do. Restarted everything, man. But here we are, you know. We'll we'll just we'll power through here. We'll power through. Hey, you know, I think this is uh I I was just gonna mention something, and this is a perfect way to put it. You know, there may be times when things aren't going well for Michigan and they have to power through on Saturday, just like you are. So I, I think that you know it's uh it, it's it is something like in all seriousness that Michigan needs to do on Saturday where if things don't go well right away, or, you know, you have to know that Ohio state's going to get their plays. They're going to have a couple big shots. You just have to expect that, but you need to pick yourself up yourself up off the ground and dust yourself off and go out and play the next play. Uh, And so Michigan can't all of a sudden go on their heels, be deer in headlights. If, if Ohio state's able to, you know, to put up some points because we just know that they're capable of that. So, I think that's important too. Something that we've seen in past years is all of a sudden they scored, you know, 14, 21 in a row and Michigan doesn't look like they have an answer. And it's like, well, we can pack it in here. You know what I mean? So something that we, we need to see from Michigan is can you, you know, respond? Can you respond with, uh, you know, with a touchdown after they go put up one, Uh, you know, even if you go three and out at any point, Let's get this offense back rolling. Defense, go get them off the field. The offense gets them back, uh, you know, and, and start it all over again. So that's something that I think. Are there any other, 
you know, like tangible intangibles that you think that uh, is going to be affecting this game? Well, I think you hit on a good point, right? Because we kind of talked about this last week after the Penn State game and how this team has responded when he, you know, does something, puts them down, whatever, goes down and scores. I mean, Jesus, how many times did they do it against Maryland? Right. How many times did Maryland score? And I think they come out with the throw across on the kick return, the big play to Donovan Edwards, even after the three points, you know, Maryland score, they went down. They, they respond, and that's, that's what they've done all year. And I love that. And it, it helps, like, myself to be able to talk myself into them winning this game more and more just knowing how much they've responded this year. They have gotten punched in the mouth. They've ended up on the mat and they've gotten up in almost every single instance. Yep. So I, this team, I will say this, you know, we've seen it in the past, particularly last year, man, it was not good last year when, when they got punched in the mouth. This year we were waiting, right? We were waiting, waiting. It kind of happened in the Michigan State game. How do they respond to that? Oh, they've won three in a row since. You know, they went on the Happy Valley and, you know, won that state game, which is crazy. So this team is different. It's just a question of how different. That's what we find out on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Shane Costigan's got a good uh, good question in the comments as well. If you were OSU scouting Michigan, what would your game plan be? I think that's interesting because we've seen – a, a lot of different teams uh, put together some different uh, defensive game plans uh, for Michigan's offense. Uh, so, Luke, what do you think uh, would would be your first uh, first guess there? Well, first and foremost, obviously, number one thing is you're going to have to make KD. We, we've seen time and time again Michigan State played that game plan. Cade played a curl. He's not the reason Michigan lost that football game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but we saw it a bit against Penn State. We, we saw it a bit against Wisconsin. Person number three. At the end of the day, that's your best, right? Even if Michigan does score, you're Ohio State, and you get that offense back out on the field. The last thing Ohio State wants in this game is Michigan taking up those those Penn State second quarter drives when Michigan 11 plays seven and a half minutes or eight, eight yards for the touchdown, whatever it was. That's that's not the type of game Ohio State wants to play. They they're probably fine with Michigan scoring fast, right? Yep. If you're Ohio State, because you get the offense back out of the field, the more possessions you get, the unlikelier to guess that Michigan's going to go down and score, and the likelier that you're going to have a chance to go ahead in this football game. So if I'm Ohio State, I don't know exactly, because just stacking the box doesn't necessarily work, right? Like you still have the point of the attack. Because if you if you stack the box and all of a sudden they're they're running these you know plays where they're pulling the guard and the tackle or to the other side, and they're running counters, and all of a sudden they got the numbers. You stack the box. You got no one left but the secondary. That's not going to work for you either. So the, the game plan is to figure out how to shut down the Michigan run game, which has been a struggle here this year for a lot of teams because Michigan's offensive line is playing incredible, incredible football right now. Um, but that is that's got to be goal number one. And man, I. Throwing the football, obviously, you got to take away the tight ends, right? Like that's that's going to be the killer. Those are the first down makers, right? Like you you got to focus in on Eric All. You got to make a guy like Cornelius Johnson beat you. Uh, he had three drops in the Maryland game. Yep. You know that that's stuff like that will kill you against Ohio State. So I think you better make Cade McNamara find guys like CJ Stroud focusing on Eric All. Don't let Andre Anthony get a big play on you. That's that's pretty much where I would go if I was Ohio State. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think the, the biggest things that you mentioned there were getting pressure on Cade McNamara. He hasn't had that this year. So if he did, if he does that, you know, the same way that CJ Stroud hasn't, all of a sudden then Cade McNamara could be a, a whole, a fully different quarterback, right? Uh, and, you know, if they can get, if they can stuff the run and then get pressure on Cade, this defensive yeah. line for Ohio State could have a very good day. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, if you if Michigan can't run the ball, we've seen it. You know, we saw it a little bit in the uh, in the Michigan State game 
where they didn't really know what to do. They obviously had to throw, and Cade, uh, Cade did it pretty damn well. Um, but there were times where it looked like they were struggling to 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 do stuff. So, um, you know, they've they've made it very clear that running the ball is their identity. So I, I think most teams, in, uh, Ohio State included, is going to try and stop their identity for sure. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask one more question too. Um, what, I, I think oh, you want to you want to get to this one on the on the other side here. Uh, D Brown says I would game our linebackers in space, and I find this interesting because my question is which linebackers? Because <laughs> you you want to get a, a guy like Josh Ross in space, right? Because he, he's an incredible linebacker, but he doesn't necessarily have a ton of sideline to sideline speed. I don't think you want to get Junior Colson and Nakai Hill Green into space. Right. Like I don't think that is a, a that's a, a good matchup. I like either of those guys in the passing game against someone like Travion Henderson. I do. So I find this interesting. You know, I don't know if, if there is like if they're running a lot of base Michigan and there's you know you're running it at them and Josh Ross has to be on the football field and in those matchups, then I would agree. But I think. Nikai Hill Green and Junior Colson absolutely have the speed to to be able to cover, you know, unlike you know, a guy like Ross or Mike McCray. Yeah, absolutely. And and honestly, I I would love to I, I I'm sorry, Josh Ross, but I, I don't want to see a ton of Josh Ross on Saturday. I, I think you roll the dice with the young guys. They might make some mistakes, but they're not just going to get beat on athleticism, right? So um, you know, if they feel if you feel like they're even remotely ready for this moment, I think you got to roll with them for majority of the, uh, uh, you know, majority of the game because if, or at least you do it immediately when Josh Ross starts getting beat over and over, right? Like the, you can't just let that happen. That was Don Brown's downfall was he wouldn't make an adjustment, right? It was just, it, it was like, he was just going to be stubborn about it. So They've got to make adjustments all game long for this offense, and so um, that's definitely uh, that's definitely what we you know what we need to do. And I, I think too the the one thing I wanted to touch on as well was what happened on on Saturday against Maryland. Special teams made multiple plays, big game changing plays. Michigan's going to need that to happen again on Saturday if they want to win, you know, if they want to beat Ohio State. It's kind of the same thing that I was talking about with weird plays or like, you know, different things. The ball's got to uh, bounce our way. They have to set this, this uh, special teams has to set Michigan up like they have all year uh, in order for Michigan to win, I believe. I mean, let's just be frank about it, Justin. Michigan's got to play perfect to win this game. <laughs> Uh, you're not wrong. I don't. I don't think there's much margin in it for error, man. I. I don't know if there's a margin for error for a three and out from the offense. I like it's, it's that. I. I'm not even joking. Unless you're able to force turnovers, like you mentioned, if David Ajabo and Anderson are able to get home a few times, this game probably flips on his head, right? You know, because Stroud, we saw him. And I know this was a long time ago, but in the Oregon game, man, he got a little, you know, he got a little happy. He was started yep. to overthrow his receivers a little bit. All of a sudden, he overthrows the receiver right into your you know, safety's hands. The game changes quite a bit. But other than creating havoc and creating turnovers, it's got to be a perfect game for Michigan. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it does in every facet of the game. Vaughn said it while you uh, were gone, too. Um, I, I think it's, it's down to the – players the coaches he said the water boys have to it really everyone's gotta you know just play perfect and we we talked about it a little bit earlier while you were gone too where it's you know you can't make those mistakes when you have opportunities you can't have drops in the end zone you can't you know drop an interception you can't fumble the football um they really do have to play perfect and then even when they do you know if they do make a mistake you got to come back on the next play and, you know, try and, and pick yourself back up because I think that, you know, it, it's just going to be tough, obviously, because they're they're going to get theirs and you have to know that for sure. Um, D Brown said as well, true or false, Harbaugh will be more aggressive coaching than he ever has. I'm gonna, I'll am i answer that one. I think yes, 100%. I think this is Jim Harbaugh laying everything he's got on the table and saying, hey, 
this is this is incredible, right? And and you know we need uh, this is an incredible opportunity. We we need to do everything we can to win this game. Jim knows that this is his job essentially. I I don't think if they lose that he loses his job. Unfortunately, uh, that's not unfortunate. I like Jim Harbaugh, but you know I think that um, I I think that this is like he knows he's got to win this game if he wants to win this uh, this fan base back over. What do you what do you think you're gonna we're gonna see from Harbaugh on Saturday? Which one? I'll tell you <laughs> what, man. You want to call it aggressive? How great Harbaugh, man? Yeah. Teams coordinator. You this many blockbusters? Oh my God! It's been it's been awesome to see. I I really truly think that uh, Jay Harbaugh has Michigan as the best special teams altogether in the entire country. Yep. I, I would I would absolutely agree with that, man. It is it's been amazing uh, to watch special teams work. Uh, question to you, I think yes, both of them guys, man. I think you get is going to sell a block punt. You can ever force a punt like that. Job number one, obviously, trying out how to to do that. Easy task, right? But I think both these guys are going to all the stops. Like, the entire staff is. I am very intrigued to see Mike want to go back here uh, because we uh handscapers LLC saying you see lining up as I I definitely see him lining up as a receiver. I I'm not sure if we lost you there or not. I it's hard to tell right man, now. Probably, man. Probably. But uh, I'll 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 answer it anyway. Um, yeah, I I think that he uh, will line up as a receiver a few different times. You know, I I think it was great for Michigan to show him balling out on Saturday against Maryland because now all of a sudden he's a guy that Ohio State probably wasn't expecting to game plan for. And now you have to. So they're scrambling to see, hey, what are we going to do if Donovan Edwards goes into the uh, into the slot? You know, what if he's in the backfield? What if he's doing this? So um, I, I liked what Michigan did against Maryland on Saturday um, to make Ohio State game plan for some different things. So all of a sudden, you know, I, I would love – I honestly think that Donovan Edwards should be slot wide receiver one. I, I do. He's been – he he shows he's shown that he can do it. And to be honest with you, I don't think our slot receivers have shown anything great this season. They've shown they've been solid, but I don't think they've been, you know, off the wall great. Where I can see that Donovan Donovan Edwards has the opportunity to be great. I don't even know, man. I feel like I'm losing this pretty badly. Well, give me a second. Keep answer some questions. Would you? All right, I will. I'll keep it rolling here. Um, yeah, I I think that um, you know it's. Let's see, what do we got here? <laughs> Mal said Luke with the McDonald's internet. You might have been better heading over to McDonald's. Um, but uh, you know, I think that D Brown. I hope our guys know that they'll they'll be legends forever in the eyes of UM if they win this game. Absolutely. I think that if you, you know, Aiden Hutchinson specifically, I'm going to say, I, I, if you go out there and you're able to beat, uh, beat Ohio state as your, as a senior captain, man, this is, uh, this is going to be incredible and people will just honestly worship you forever and ever. That's for sure. Lewis Blake, how long does Fox carry this out? It's, it might be five hours. There's going to be a thousand uh, different uh, commercials. I'll be in the game on Saturday, and it is, I, I tell you what, those media timeouts are the worst when you're inside uh, the big house. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that there's there are a lot of, uh, of different things that we, you know, that, that Michigan's got to do and uh, to win this game. I mean, Let's be honest. I if I had to give a prediction, you know, I I think this is probably the best shot that Michigan has to beat them since 2016. Um, I but I also wouldn't be let's let's be honest with it. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State did win by 21 points, just because of how they've 
how good they've been and how this game has gone. We've got to be honest with ourselves, right? So um, that's how I, I think that, you know, it can turn out. Um, but I, I, I have to think that Michigan's going to put up a heck of a fight. My guess is this defense holds Ohio State to maybe their, their you know, lowest scoring uh, offensive performance that they had all year. Uh, you know, we had a comment up in the uh, up in the, the early running here. Um, if if Penn State held them to 33 points, why can't we? I agree with that. I think Michigan's defense is just as good as Penn State's too. So they they will have to play a heck of a game. But I think that if Michigan uh, can get to Stroud and they can disrupt some things, all of a sudden this offense might be out of sorts. And I, I think the other part too is if Michigan's able to put pressure on Ohio State from both sides of the ball, if they keep the foot on the gas on the, the offensive side, and if they're you know pinning their ears back and getting to Stroud and stopping this Ohio State team, this Ohio State team might be deer in headlights as well. You never know. You know, so they they might say, Hey, we we have no idea how to play when we, you know, when we're losing or when we're you know not playing at our best. All of a sudden, things could unravel pretty quickly for uh, for Ohio State. Luke, you look clear now. Do I look good? Do I you, am I back? Look a little very bit? clear. Jesus, man, I I had to break something out here. I I got a little uh, this little MiFi thing over here, man. I decided to bust out. This is ridiculous, man. That's all right. Good to be back with you guys. Apologies on that. Maybe I should use this thing every time because it looks like my internet's a lot better right now. Uh, so apologies, apologies on that. What I miss, Justin, what I miss. Not much. We were going through, uh, through some stuff here. Um, you know, I'm thinking that, uh, the, you know, let's talk about the spread. Do you, do you see the spread as being way too low? Cause I thought it'd be more like somewhere in the 10 to 14 range. Um, but man, for it to start at seven and a half, I think it's been bet up to 10 already, honestly, but for it to start there, I was pretty surprised. Yeah, um, I, it's interesting, right? And it's a bit of a tell. I, I saw comments from the the guy who runs Circus Sports uh, kind of talk about this a little bit. He said, you didn't feel the, a, a lot of public money has been, been pouring in on Ohio State limit bets early on and things like that. But um, he said he didn't want to hang a number higher than seven and a half. He, he really likes Michigan. And I, I trust a lot of these, you know, Vegas handicappers, they, they have to – to look at a lot of things here and like yeah. you said it's it's moved a bit and getting a lot of a lot of money on Ohio State but it's pretty telling that a lot of these guys that are looking you know deep into the a- analytics here think that Michigan has a chance to stay within a touchdown and, and at the end of the day in a college football game man if you if that spread is close to within a touchdown it's almost a coin flip you know right no, absolutely. I'm trying to look it up right here. Yeah, it's been bet up to Ohio State minus eight and a half now, so it is climbing. Um, but but that's but it's the fact that it's only moved a point kind of tells me something, right? Because everyone is on Ohio State, and that has still only moved a point. I agree. I agree. So I they, maybe there's something going on if people aren't trying. You know, if people aren't touching this, uh, there might be something there. Um, but uh, Lewis Blake said something here about the uh, how cool would it see to be a, for a special teams touchdown like Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson. One thing I wanted to point out is that Charles Woodson and Desmond Howard are both going to be there because Fox will be there and college game day. Uh, so they're both going to be, I think, on the field during pregame. I, I think there's going to be a ton of alums back as well. So it, it's going to be a cool uh, atmosphere with all these guys and maybe – Maybe Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson bring some magic into the big house like we need on Saturday, right? That Absolutely, man. And, I mean, both of these guys, you know, played in games like this against Ohio State and in Ann Arbor. We touched on this at the top of the show. We, we haven't had one of these in Ann Arbor in forever. And the fact that it's here, I don't know, man. Just Something just kind of feels different about the game. And, and to encapsulate it all, I think – uh, what we talked about with the kind of the, the attitude of the team, right? I think that has been a thing. The fact that Michigan played so well the week before, what they haven't. I think the point spread, like we just talked about, comes into play. Like the the fact that it's back in Ann Arbor and Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson are both going to be there, Fox and College Game Day. I Man, I don't know. It, it just feels 
different, Justin. And and I, I I'm trying to like rein myself in because I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I there's agree. a chance, and then it just comes crashing down on me, you know. I'm I'm trying to to do the exact same thing. I'm holding back everything I can, but in down deep in my heart, I know that I just like for whatever reason have this belief that that Michigan can uh, can win. But yeah, this is a great question right here from Lewis Blake. Yeah, he says, well, since Ohio State is really good at exposing the other team's weakness on defense, what is Michigan's weakness on defense? It's linebackers, guys. Like that's that's been that's been the weakness. You saw it in the Michigan State game. The the gap filling, the tackling on Kenneth Walker was the difference in the game at the end of the day. Yep. Uh Travion Williams is really good. That's gonna be an issue. I, I was watching some of that stuff. Uh someone was doing a film breakdown on Ohio State, Michigan State, and when Ohio State ran, you know, jet sweep motion. They kind of they took middle fill because the linebacker had to go with them because they were playing obviously a lot of guys in coverage. That left a lot of room for Travion Henderson, even one on one with a linebacker. They've got to be really good. Cause I don't know how you defend both. Because Wilson can take that thing to the house if he gets it on a jet sweep and there's no there's not enough people over there. And then you're you're left, you know, with four D linemen and, and a linebacker, Josh Ross or, or Junior Colson to, to kind of get Travion Henderson down in space. It's it's a nightmare. There's no question about it. They're ridiculously yeah. hard to offend. So I don't know, but that that's that is for sure the biggest weakness on this defense. Yeah, I I agree, and I think too. I mean, you can look at the secondary that they've been much improved since last year. I don't think yep. they're they're great yet, and so any any uh, secondary that is you know average to good, Ohio State makes them look very bad most of the time. So right. I could see that happening too, where it's like, you know, all of a sudden this, this secondary gets exposed a, a little bit as well. So, um, you know, that yeah, if there's good. anyone that's, if there's anyone that's going to expose a bad secondary, it's going to be Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Man, I, I don't know. I, I don't expect, look at the end of the day, guys, when, when you go in to watch a game and Ohio state starts moving the football, like don't be surprised. You just hope that they don't score the first six possessions of the first half. And right. that's not a knock, that's not a knock on Michigan State because it absolutely could happen. You know, th- there's definitely a world where Ohio State comes in and they score their first six possessions in the first half. They're, they're absolutely that's an absolute possibility. But I mean, if the if the defense if the defense gives up a couple of touchdowns in the first half, don't think it's the end of the world. I would probably go in expecting it, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. I could see it going into halftime, something like 28-14. Feeling pretty decent about our team, but, you know, the, the, I think if you hold them to, to you know, 21 or less in the first half, you got to feel really good, honestly. Um, just And I think a part of that is stopping them, but also keeping them off the field, like we talked about, too. So I, I think those couple things, I mean, let's be honest, look, look back to 2018. 2018's defense was incredible up until that final week of the season. And then I don't think they stopped Ohio State ever. You know, there I don't think Ohio State had a possession where they, they didn't end up with points. So uh yeah, man, it, it's it's definitely tough out there uh, you know, for a defense. And and I like I said, you just gotta know that they're gonna get some big plays and you gotta keep at it all for all 48 minutes. At the end of the day, take solace in the fact that Michigan's got two guys on both sides of the defensive line that are probably going to go in the top ten of the NFL draft here this year. So, yeah, everyone's going to talk about Ohio State's talent. Those are two pretty talented dudes that can turn the game on its head in a hurry. So, uh, let's hope it comes to that, man. I'm I'm excited. Can't wait for it to be here. I usually dread Thanksgiving weekend, but not this year, man. I, I'm ready to go. I'm not going in with the expectations that I had in 2018, but I, I'm just ready to, to sit back and, and enjoy the game. You know what I'm saying? Same. That's that's exactly what I said. I had some friends that were like, you don't think that Michigan can actually win, can you? I'm like, hold up. All, all I'm doing is I'm I'm enjoying the week, and, the, and, and I'm going to enjoy Saturday. I don't think there's uh, – you know why be a fan of a, of a team if you don't want to give them any chance at all, right? right? I understand why people can you know think that way because it's it has been fifteen out of sixteen. You know I get it, 
But I just think that, you know, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy that Michigan is 10 and one and they're going to be probably top four in the college football playoff on, on or maybe top five uh, on Tuesday. And now, you know, that let's enjoy having the opportunity to go to the Big Ten championship game in the, at the, in the last game of the year. Absolutely, man. Let's get to it. Oh, man. Had a lot of fun tonight, even though uh, we worked through some issues here on this end. Uh, God, hopefully, hopefully next week if Michigan wins this game, man, I get this stupid internet thing figured out. But uh, I'm ready to ready to go for Saturday. Hey, just appreciate you hanging in there, man. I apologize for leaving you a couple times. Big thanks to Von Lozon as well uh, for coming in and showing out. Justin, where can we find you on social media? Tell us what Blue by 90s got going on here this week, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, we we just put out a uh, a podcast yesterday or this morning, actually. Um, to uh, so we did that in Monday morning for whenever you're listening to this. Uh, uh, so we've got a, a post game Maryland and and pre game, you know, a preview of Ohio State already up, and then we'll have one other podcast later this week on Blue by Ninety. Um, we're trying to get some uh, some big name guests on there, so uh, look forward to that. Um, check it out. Um, we, we've been having a ton of fun since we joined Maze and Brew and, and enjoy all the new listeners. So thank you guys for, for listening. It's been awesome so far. Uh, we've, we've had a great uh, time. You can follow us on social at blue by 90, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then we'll be here on this, uh, the YouTube channel, the Maze and Brew YouTube channel, uh, going forward too. And uh, thank you to all you that were hanging out here in the YouTube comments, man. Love talking to you guys. Each and every week, you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Go ahead, at Spectrum for me. See if they can figure out this damn upload (laughs) speed thing that I got going on here. I'd appreciate that as well. Uh, Make sure to follow the Brewcast show page on Twitter as well as Mesa Brew on Twitter. And uh, subscribe, rate, leave a review as always. Hit a thumbs up. Uh, here on the YouTube page, and subscribe if you're not there. You you, you guys know it, man. I, I don't want to insult your intelligence. I just try to remind you guys of these things. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a fun Saturday, and hopefully when we come back on Brewcast next week, man, we're going to be, we're going to be all smiles. He's Justin Rowe. I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week on Brewcast.